Hey, I'm, I'm very excited and a little bit nervous about what I'm going to speak about tonight. Um, I, I've, this has been something that I've, this whole week I've been like, I really feel like there's something about this, that God's going to do something really powerful. And at the same time, it's something that I have struggled beyond belief <laughs> to put together. Um, I've been writing messages for quite a while now, not tooting my own horn, just to say it should be easy. Whereas this week, it's kind of felt like doing brain surgery and I was still preparing it about 15, 20 minutes ago, and I'm not sure it's 100% what I wanted, but I really believe that God wants to speak to some people tonight, and, and I just was really praying, even as I was coming here, God, that you would speak to people's hearts, even if it's through a sentence or a word that I say, even if someone doesn't hear any of my message, but they hear from you, that's really what my prayer is tonight, and, and I guess I want to just unravel a little bit of the character of God and what that means for us. But first, I wanted to start by posing a question. Have you ever thought you knew better than someone? Yeah. Be honest. Yeah, good. Everyone is. There's a few people who are like, no, no, I'm so humble. Uh, it's like, yeah, righto. Uh, you know, I, I would like to think I'm pretty humble, but sometimes I just feel like I know best, right? Like, like sometimes you look at the circumstance and someone makes a call and you just go, look, wrong call. I would make a different one. And, and I remember when I was a kid, we were living in Crow's Nest, actually, Crow's Nest represent, and we had a house on a big block. And I remember this one day I was playing in the backyard and it was quite a big yard, quite a big backyard. And my mum comes out on the back step and she starts yelling. She's like, Levi, you've got to come inside. And she's yelling. And I'm like, okay. And then she's like, I want you to run all the way around the yard and come in the front door. Like, but it's got to be so quick, quickly, as fast as you can. Quick, come in the front door. And I thought, look, mum, I love you. You've made the wrong call here. Uh, me to you, 20 metres. If I run around the whole yard, that's a long way. Uh, if, if the goal here is to get inside quickly... The easiest way is to run straight towards you. And she said, go, go around, go around. I'm like, no, 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 mom, I got this. And so I go just sprinting straight towards her. And, and I can just see this look of like fear on her face. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Like what's in the backyard that's going to, what's happening here? And I, I get to mom and she's freaking out. And she's like, why didn't you run the whole way around? I'm like, oh, because it was faster to come this way. And she's like, you realize that there's a, like a two meter brown snake between me and you. And you've just run over the top of it. And, and I remember as I was running, and I kind of instantly in my head, I remembered running over the, just beside like where the, the scepter tank was and stepping and seeing something between my legs. And, and it was like this moment, this miracle kind of protection almost, where what I thought was my mum is trying to restrict me, right? She's trying to make me do more work than I need to. I know better than she does, but actually her heart wasn't to restrict me. Her heart was really to protect me. The reason she was telling me to do something that didn't really make sense, because obviously it makes sense to come straight to you, is because she was actually trying to protect me. I, I don't know if you've ever thought you knew better than someone, and then realized you didn't. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes I think, and I have thought, and maybe I'm the only person here that's done this, but sometimes I've thought, maybe I know better than God. Like, some of the things he tells me to do, I think, yeah, I think I know a better way. Like, God, yeah, okay, I could wait, and I could do it that way. Or I could just, right now, kind of get that thing. So if you want me to have it, why would I kind of wait? Why don't I just, right now? Uh, and, but I, I want to encourage us tonight 
with a really, I think it's such a key part of understanding who God is, is that God's heart is not to restrict us. God's heart is actually to protect us. And it's not to restrict us. And sometimes maybe we can feel like God is trying to restrict me. But actually, I really believe that God wants what's best for us. I love what it says in John 10.10. It says, the thief comes to only to steal, kill and destroy. This is Jesus speaking. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I mean, who wants to live life to the full? That sounds like a good thing, right? God doesn't say, I have come so that they might uh, have boring, average, ordinary lives. No, he's saying, I want you to experience all there is to experience in life. My plan is that you would experience life to the full. He doesn't want us to live small, restricted lives. He wants us to live great, big lives that are a reflection of Him, that are full of joy, that are ruled by peace, that are, that are full of hope and full of faith. That's the kind of life that God wants us to have. He wants us not to live restricted. He actually wants us to live free. And I love what it says in Galatians 5, 1, verse 8. Verse A, sorry, 1A, <laughs> which just means this, the first half anyway. Uh, it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And I think maybe in church, or when people think of church, maybe the first thing they think of is not that people are free. It's a freedom kind of thing. It seems like it's a restriction kind of thing. Like you go to church, therefore you follow these rules. That sounds like restriction. Uh, but it's actually saying here, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And I think there's a really profound point in that. Why did God set us free? Because He wants us to be free, <laughs> right? It seems really obvious, but God's actual heart is that we would live free, that we wouldn't be restricted, that we would actually have freedom. I think that's so important to realize. But it also raises a bit of tension within me. I read that and I go, yeah, I'm free. That's right. Jesus set me free. I'm a free man. But sometimes, I don't know about you, sometimes I don't feel free. Like some, there's still some stuff that I kind of struggle with, that some things maybe that I do or that I think that I would like to be free from, but for some reason I can live a bit restricted sometimes, whether it's by my own actions, whether it's by what people have done to me, Maybe it's by the way that I think about things. I can actually find myself living restricted. I don't know if I'm the only one here. Has anyone else ever felt a little bit like that? It's like, yeah, I know God wants me to be free. And it says here that he set me free. But why don't I, why don't I feel free? Why do I still seem really... Why does that thing that that person said about me, why does it still feel like it's holding me back? Why can't I just seem to stop doing that thing that I don't like doing? Like, if I'm free, why don't I always feel free? And I think it's really interesting, the next part of that verse, it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. And I think what's really important here is to see that the freedom is not just a one and done kind of one-time thing. Freedom's actually a choice that we have to make over and over and over again. That I want my life not to just be free in a moment. I want to live a life of freedom. And I think what we see here is that the good news is God doesn't just get us free and say, you're free. He actually wants to help us stay free. So I call the message tonight, stay free. Turn the person beside you and say, stay free. 
stay free. And I, I think everyone wants freedom, right? Everyone wants to be free. And it's why I find that, that verse so interesting. It's like, You've been free. You're like, it's for freedom that God has set you free. Therefore, don't go back and become slaves again. And it's like, who in their right mind, once they were free, would make a decision to go back and be a slave to something? That just seems like it doesn't make sense. Yet at the same time, I really relate to that. <laughs> Where sometimes I just make decisions. And it's like I'm ended up back. It's like God's opened the prison door, but we've actually got a, the cell door, but we've actually got to make a decision to live outside of the cell and, and to not live. There's nothing holding me in there, but I've got to make sure I don't choose to live in a place that restricts my freedom. So why would we willingly give up our freedom? Well, I think it's that we maybe misunderstand what freedom is. I think sometimes we can think that freedom is I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, and nobody can tell me any different. But I think what we need to understand is that we actually have a choice when it comes to freedom. The choice is, do I want to choose a moment of freedom or do I want to choose a life of freedom? And I've got to recognize that there's some things in my life that are going to cause me, maybe in a moment of freedom that I choose, that are actually going to restrict me later on in my life. A moment of freedom is whatever I want, whenever I want it. It's in this moment, I am free, so I shall do whatever I want. Whereas a life of freedom is actually recognizing there's, there's things that are going to limit my future that I can do in this moment. But, but actually, if I want a life of freedom, I have to make a wise decision now. Uh, something that I've been saying a lot recently, uh, which maybe I shouldn't, but anyway, it's, uh, I don't know if you've ever had a problem and, and you've decided maybe not to do something and you say along the lines of what I've been saying, uh, that's a problem for future me. Uh, <laughs> that's future Levi's problem. Uh, <laughs> I, did it, I did it yesterday. We had some paint brushes sitting in some paint and I just decided, I'm not going to clean them. That's future Levi's problem. And this afternoon, I went to keep painting the house, and I realized all my paintbrushes are stiff as rocks. <laughs> and I spent 40 minutes cleaning the paintbrushes and then had to put them away and come to church. And, and at the time, I was like, that's future me's problem. And then future me had to deal with that problem. That's the problem with saying it's future Levi's problem, is that future Levi becomes present Levi, and now it's my problem. I don't know if you've ever said something like that, and I think that's what a life of freedom, if we, if we have to choose between a moment of freedom and a life of freedom, we've got to recognize that there's decisions I can make right now that either ensure I live in freedom in the future, or that are actually going to cause me to live as a slave in my future. So, so what does God want us to be free from, or Romans 6, or it, it, sorry, it demonstrates this in Romans 6, 16. It says, don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one that you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or obedience, which leads to righteousness. Essentially, it's saying there are things you can do today that are going to affect your tomorrow. There's things that you're going to do today that are going to lead to death, uh, and maybe not so much even in the sense of a physical death, there's things that are going to kill your dreams, that if you do it today, it's going to kill that future that you wanted. It's going to kill that career that you wanted. It's going to kill that relationship that you wanted if we choose to do them today. Or there's things that are going to lead to life. And I think it's really important that we talk about this sin word really quickly because I think it's a word that's been really misunderstood, if I can say that. I think for me growing up, Sin was like this list of naughty things that you couldn't do. Uh, it was like, you know, 
it was almost like the rules in the classroom and then the sins underneath them. It was like, don't yell at the teacher and then all these little, you know, the seven deadly sins or whatever. It became this moralized list of these do's and don'ts, things that you don't do if you want to make God happy. Um, I think there's a big problem with seeing that. The, the original word for sin in the Bible, in Greek, is harmatea. And it's actually an archery term. And what it means is to be shooting an arrow and to miss the target is what it means. So sin in that context is any time we fall short of what God actually wants us to be or wants us to do. That's what it is. It's, it's I'm falling short of all God has for me. What does he have for me? Freedom life to the full. And, and he comes and he says, look, how, these are the signposts. If you want to get there, these are the things. It'll lead you to a full life. And, and it's, I think it's so important that we understand that's what this is. Sin, when I don't kind of, when I, when I fall short, when I settle for less than God's created me to, it, it's not that God's punishing me. It's that I'm kind of choosing to not live free. I'm actually choosing to limit my tomorrow. So what God's saying is not, if you sin, I'll limit your tomorrow. What he's saying is, I want you to stay free. And if you do that, you're going to end up trapped in your own prison. You're going to pay the consequence of your own decisions. I think there's been this picture of it's like God's waiting for us to sin and then smack us on the knuckles. That's naughty. You've been bad. Naughty, naughty boy kind of thing. Whereas instead, God's saying, no, no, I want you to live free. And if you make these decisions, if you just do whatever you want, whenever you want it, there's things that are going to limit your life. I think it's so important that we make that distinction because in this picture, God is actually for you. And it's funny, that sounds a lot like a scripture. God is for us, not against us. He's saying, hey, hey, I want you to live a life of freedom. This is the way that you get there. I hope this is kind of making sense. I think here's the example from my revelation. My revelation of this was, I think I always thought that God was kind of just a bit of a party pooper, and, and I knew he had some rules, and I knew I should follow them, but I don't think I understood that there was actually a why. And one of those things that I probably misunderstood was excessively using alcohol. I thought, you know, I know it's bad, I shouldn't do it, I won't get drunk, was my thought process. Um, and then maybe through my misunderstanding of freedom, when I graduated year 12, and we went, uh, our class actually we did, it was kind of funny because our school like put awards night in the first week of schoolies because they're like, we want to discourage you from going to Gold Coast schoolies. Instead, we just went to half of Gold Coast schoolies and then decided, yeah, we'll have another week of schoolies the week after. And, and it was kind of during that moment that I kind of made this decision. You know what? I've been following rules all my life. I want to live free. I want to be, just get rid of all restraints. I'm going to do whatever I want, however I want it. And I remember this one night, some of the people we were staying with were playing this drinking game. And, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to join in. And I ended up, you know, kind of going past the point of where I was making good decisions. And... And it, but it was my freedom, right? I like used my freedom to make this decision. I chose, I'm going to be free in this moment. And I remember something happening, not to, sorry, something almost happening that in hindsight now would have completely destroyed the life that I now have. And it was like at the time, me and Talitha weren't dating, but you know when people are in that stage where it's like they're dating, but it's not official. Um, like, people would be like, oh, how's your girlfriend, Talitha? And I'd be like, she's not my girlfriend, she's just my friend. And my friends would be like, well, why are you holding hands? And I'm like, Ugh. good point. <laughs> uh, 
and we kind of just, we just started kind of getting into, into, interested into each other, and it wasn't like this exclusive thing yet, but there was something there. Um, and, and she'd actually came down and visited us on schoolies, and that night, there was just this, this moment where I was just beyond intoxicated, and there was this girl there who was beyond intoxicated, not Talitha, and it was like this, this moment of if either of us had been like, let's, let's go for this, there was just, it was, it was on kind of thing. And I remember somehow nothing happened and waking up the next morning and realizing, oh my goodness, I came this close to doing something I would have regretted for the rest of my life. And it's that now, 10 or so years later, that I look back and I go, if that had happened, if, if I had just expressed my freedom in that moment, I wouldn't be married I wouldn't have my kids. That person probably wouldn't be married to the person that they're now married to and has kids to. That my whole life as I know it would have been destroyed in just a moment of choosing that freedom. And thank, I thank God. And, and that's honestly why I'm not here bragging and saying I made the right decision. Honestly, it's a miracle. <laughs> it is a miracle. I thank God that in that moment, I didn't choose freedom now over a lifetime of freedom and actually living the life that I really wanted to live. I think what I'm trying to say is I had this revelation that sin and that don't get drunk wasn't this restriction that God was putting on me. It was actually freedom to be the me who I wanted to be. Because I say things I don't want when I'm intoxicated. I'm not the person I want to be when I'm intoxicated. So God actually by saying, hey, this is the way to life. Don't fall into slavery again. Come and live free. I hope this is making sense. His heart is not to restrict you. It's not stop that or it'll change how I see you. His heart is stay free. Come on, stay free. Live the life that you want to live. And I love what it goes on and it says, uh, but thanks to God that though you used to be slave to sins, you have, uh, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from, from sin and have became, become slaves to righteousness. I love that it talks about like obeying there. And I think what's interesting about this is that as I obey God, that's the whole point I've been trying to make. As I obey God, that's actually where I find freedom. It's almost this paradoxical kind of thing. There's this almost this oxymoron that as I am a slave to God, I actually become free. As I obey God, I actually find freedom. And that's the point I'm trying to make here this evening is that God's heart is that you would be free. God's heart is not to restrict you. God's heart's not to stop you from having fun. God's heart is that you would live that great big life to the full that He is calling you to live. That is God's heart for you. And it's so important because only through Jesus, I think, we can find that real freedom. Freedom from shame, freedom from being a victim to my thinking, it comes through Jesus. And the other thing is that it's not forced. So here's the other problem. We've got this this sin thing, right? Which is just these things that are less than what God wants me to be. And then we've got this freedom that God wants us to have, but it's also not forced. It's something that we have to choose. And now if I was God, I think it would be easier just to be like, it sounds in that scripture like you're free, good, now it's done. But I also find that I keep having to choose to be free. And it's, I think it's something that we choose. And why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we choose freedom? Again, why not? 
It seems very obvious that if the decisions were so plainly laid out, like this leads to freedom, this doesn't, that we would choose this leads to freedom every time, right? This leads to freedom in the future, I would choose that every time. The problem is, I guess we have these desires to have it right now or to have it my way, in my timing. I want this now, I want this to happen here, I want in this moment to feel good. The Bible kind of calls that temptation. I guess it's to get the things that I want the way that I want. And sometimes I think it's seen as freedom if I just kind of submit to that thing. That talks about it in James 1, 13 to 15. I think I might even have uh, the wrong notes open up here. Anyway, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. (laughs) It says in, uh, I hope this is okay. Is this okay? I'm just having a moment of like, this is either not making sense to anyone or hopefully it's really helpful. And okay, I'll keep going. Uh, Like I was just going to stop halfway. Imagine that. (laughs) How funny would that be? All right, we're done. Let's get the the band back up. Last song. (laughs) It says in James 1, 13 to 15, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting me for God can't be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire. Now, just to note, that word evil there, the root word for it is hurtful. So each person is tempted when they're dragged away by these, te- these hurtful desires within us that maybe we don't even recognize are hurtful and enticed. Then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin, oh, and sin, when full grown, gives birth to death. And like I said, I want freedom, but why am I still tempted? Why is it that even though with all of my heart, I want to be free, I want to follow God's way. Even when I get to that point, I know God wants me to be free. Then how come there's still this desire, this battle raging within me to choose my own way, to choose my own thing? Why is there this temptation that that when people are talking about someone negatively and I realize that I can make a funny joke, and probably win some credit in their eyes. Why is it temptation to do that instead of just being like, hang on, that doesn't lead to life. That doesn't lead to freedom. That leads to ruined relationships. You know, why is there still this this battle raging within me to say things I don't want to say and to do things that really deep down I don't want to do, to think things that I know aren't right, maybe even to look at things that I know aren't going to help me. Why is this, this, this battle raging within me. I want freedom, but I'm still tempted. And I guess this is what I want to share with people because it was really helpful for me. I remember feeling like I was just so bad because it was like, I just was always tempted by stuff. I don't know if anyone has ever felt a little bit like that. Like I must just, there must be something wrong with me because I'm always tempted. And then I remember having the realization that, you know, who else was tempted? Jesus was tempted. You know who the Bible says had no sin? Jesus. Therefore, it's not sin to be tempted. It's normal. It's a sign that you're human if you're tempted. What sin is when you're enticed by the desire and you act upon it. But temptation in itself is is just a moment where I get to choose, do I want to live free or do I want to live as a slave? Do I want to live free or do I want to live as a slave? And when the temptation comes, it actually gives me the opportunity to choose freedom and to choose that I want to live a life that's free. Not to impress God, not to make God happy, not to get to heaven, but because I want to live free. That is why I'm going 
to choose. And this is just like a little sub-point within my thing, but I think it's so important that we realize it's normal to feel tempted. It's normal. And the good news is God actually wants to help you fight. God actually wants to help you fight to choose freedom. I guess that was my final point, that it's actually a fight to choose freedom. You know, why do we feel tempted? Well, I guess in a sense, it's like, it's almost like, you know, the analogy, I'm out of the woods, or he's not out of the woods yet. That's kind of what living on earth is like. Like, I don't know if you've ever had like this great moment where you've maybe overcome temptation, and then you're like, hang on, why am I tempted again? Like, I thought I dealt with that. I thought I was free from that. I thought I just, I thought it was gone. But now I'm tempted again. And I think the fact is that we, we kind of live in the woods, right? It's like we're not out of the woods yet because we live in the woods. And it's temptation is everywhere. The world is pumping us with get what you want, when you want it. It's pumping us with lies about how to live our life and what we should be pursuing and what success looks like and, and how sex is just something we can have with anyone anytime. It's just some physical thing where there's actually so much more to it. We live in the woods But I guess what I really wanted to encourage us with this evening is that we might live in the woods, but we can actually win the fight. We we live in the woods, but we can actually win the fight. We might still be living in the wood, but we can win the fight. I might still be surrounded by temptation, but I can still overcome. And it's just redefining maybe what overcoming looks like. In my brain, overcoming was I never deal with that thing ever again. What I've come to realize is that I will deal with that again because I live in the woods, but I can win the fight. I can win this fight. And if I can win this fight, I can win the next fight. If I can overcome, if I can choose freedom in this moment, I can choose freedom in the next moment. See, I'm really convinced that the only decision that you make that really matters is this decision right now. The decision you made yesterday doesn't matter. God's got grace for that. The decision you make tomorrow, don't worry about that. Worry about this decision that I'm going to make right now. I think sometimes it's been like, oh, you know, I'll just make the right decision next time. Oh, man, that's a fast way to living not free, to living restricted. But if right now I can just choose, I might be tempted. I might really want to do that thing. I might live in the woods and it might be everywhere. But just in this moment, I'm going to choose to be free. If I keep doing that in each decision, it's amazing how all of a sudden I'm not living in that prison cell anymore. I'm actually living free in the life that I wanted to live. But freedom's a fight. It's not this one and done, now we're good. It's, it's over. What I've found is that things come back. You just face them on different levels, maybe. But the good news is, is that God actually wants to help us to win the fight. That it's a fight, but God actually wants to help us. And like I said, this, God's not just a God to know. It's great to know that God wants you to be free. But I want to tell you tonight that you can actually experience that freedom with Him because He wants to help you empower. He wants to help empower you to make those decisions. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 to 18 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Isn't that a beautiful thought? That that where I allow God to reign, where 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 I listen to God, where I obey God, that's actually where I find freedom. And I think what that looks like, if I can just get practical, I think it looks like a little tapping on the shoulder. It says in another scripture in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, no temptation has overtaking you except what's common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you're tempted, He will also provide a way out 
so that you can endure it. Isn't that a isn't that an amazing promise that God, even though I'm tempted, God will f- help me find a way out. And I love this. It assumes that, yes, you will be tempted. But the good news is God is with you and he'll provide a way out. I might be tempted. I, I, I know this thing's going to limit me. I don't want to live here anymore. And God says, I am right with you. You can do this. I'm going to fight with you. This is not too big for me. We're going to get out of this. In that moment, God provides a way out. It's something about the faithfulness of God. And I think it looks like a tapping on the shoulder saying, stay free. Saying, that doesn't lead to freedom. And I think there's been this confusion for a while where it's like the tapping of God on the shoulder is like this condemnation kind of thing. Like, yeah, you can't do that or I won't love you. Don't do that or you won't belong. People will reject you. Don't do, don't do that because it's, it's really bad. But I think what, what God tapping us on the shoulder looks like, it's, Stay free. You don't have to be a slave to that. You can actually live free. Just tapping on the shoulder. God's speaking through our conscious. Stay free. Stay free. So I just had some questions as we finish. I hope you've heard my heart behind this. That More than anything, God desires that you would live free. And that there's things in our life, there's a decision we have to make. Do we want to choose a moment of freedom right now? Or do we actually want to choose a life of freedom? And the things that God teaches us, the, the things He says, hey, maybe don't do that, don't do that, it's not out of some moral right and wrong. It's out of a heart that you would live a free life, that you wouldn't feel restricted by those things, that, that you would actually wouldn't be walking into a future that's so much smaller than you expected, but you'd actually walk into the future that you only hoped and dreamed of that you could experience. And hey, it's everywhere. We might be tempted. We live in the woods, but we can win the fight and God wants to help us. So what do you do when you feel that tap on the shoulder and you feel that little tugging on your heart Sometimes it's inconvenient, right? Because we're like, yeah, I want it my way. And then this is, this is tugging on my heart. What do you do? Do you ignore it? Do you try numb it? Or do you fight with that promise of power that you can overcome this? That you can actually make a good decision right now and experience freedom. And you know what I've noticed? I've never made that decision to, to obey and regretted it. I've never been like, man, I missed out. It's always been, geez, I'm glad I listened because now I'm actually living free. (laughs) Now I'm actually living the life I want to live. So what do you do when you feel that tap on the shoulder? And do do you actually recognize it? Or maybe it's been pushed down for so long, it's actually become kind of numb. And it's not that God's not speaking to you. It's not that He's not guiding you. It's just that I need to become more attentive to His voice. I need to, to listen to that little tug on the heartstring, that little speaking to my conscience. Next question is, is there anything that's leading you away from freedom? Is there anything that you're struggling with and you're just like, I know that that's not, that's not leading me into that freedom that God wants for me. And, and maybe I've just hopefully reframed it for you this evening. It's not that it's something that's God is like, that's so I can't be, I can't be near you when you have that. It's, it's not that you're so bad and so evil. It's that I want you to be free and that thing's holding you back from it. Is there anything that's leading me away from freedom? And the final question would then be, what are you going to do about it? If you've recognized that there's something in your life that's leading you away from freedom, what are you going to do about that thing? You know, last week we talked about bring it into the light. Maybe it's part of that. Maybe it's talking to someone about it. 
Maybe it's praying about it, but maybe it's actually seeking out some help from a friend that you trust and saying, man, I really struggle with this. Can you pray with me? Maybe it's setting some boundaries. Maybe it's talking again to someone about how can I actually make sure that I stay free? Not that I just choose a moment of freedom, but that I actually stay free in my life.